Hello and welcome to Essex by the Sea. I'm Owen Ward, exploring the Essex coast, finding out about the amazing and interesting stories it has to offer. For this episode, I'm featuring an event which I don't normally do on Essex by the Sea, but this one's a little bit unusual and unique to Essex. I'm in Brightling Sea, where today the blessing of the water takes place. This is a historic event dating back many, many years. And in charge of proceedings today is Roger Tabor. Roger, thank you very much for, uh, for joining me. You've got a very grand title connected uh, to, to today's event, haven't you? Uh, yes, I have. I'm the Lord Warden of the Sinkport Droit Gatherer for Brightling Sea. And I do appreciate not many people will know what a Droit Gatherer is. Um, Droit just means right. It's, it's sort of old English from old French. Um, and that's really what it's about. It, I was responsible for the rights of the Lord Warden, who's the Lord Warden of the Sinkport. And the reason why in Brightlingsea, it, most unusually, it's because we are a Sinkport. We are so far away from the rest of the Sinkports, you would think, why is Brightlingsea a Sinkport? But we are. The Sinkports, most people, if they're familiar with them, know that they're sort of largely on the corner of Kent. Um, but they run slightly into Sussex as well, um, and we are part of that. So what is a, a sink port then, for those that don't know? The, the word sink, not sank, because it's been anglicised. Sank is what it should have been, but sink is what it is, just means five. And so there were the original five main headports like Dover and Sandwich and Hastings and so on. Um, and their fishermen used to go up beyond here to the Dogger Bank to catch fish. But they were remarkably close to France. And the troubles with the French because our monarchy were also actually French and they had lands over there which they didn't want other people to pinch. So for the next 350 years, basically, the English monarchy were going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, all sorts of battles over there. You couldn't have a battle if you didn't have a navy to A, ferry you over but also act as a navy. And we didn't have the modern navy. That was only invented by Henry VIII. Um, and the difference between then and when Henry VIII did it was he started to pay them a, a wage for being a sailor. Before that, the Sinkports did it by an arrangement. So the Lord uh, Warden eventually came into existence to sort of oversee them from the Crown. But before that, they really were these disparate groups of ports who had their own agenda they were out doing their fishing and so if they were doing a deal it had to be a good deal with the king and they had all sorts of rights come back less taxes all those sorts of things as long as they didn't mind risking their life their livelihood with their boat um, and their family you know it, was, it really was a high risk so they got something back and not surprisingly even to this day um, you know that mayors of a city like you know, Colchester now, a brand new city, we have a right worshipful sir uh, to distinguish a mayor there from just worshipful sirs anywhere else. And that's a thing that goes with cities, except with the original Singport. So, for example, the mayor of Sandwich, which is Brightling Sea's headport, is a right worshipful sir. So it shows you, even though there's small places now, they were very important, and in terms of military protection of the country, they were important. And if you look at the emblem of their sign, it's three lions on the left and three half boats on the right with little castles on to show they were naval. And that's, it's a pictogram, and it just says 
Royal Navy, because most people couldn't read in those days. <laughs> and, and I can see that emblem on your uniform uh, that you're wearing today. So why is the blessing... And even it's silver around my neck. Oh, yes, very, uh, very impressive. So why is the blessing of the waters taking place in Brightling Sea then, Roger? Well, it's a very ancient um, ceremony. It's a custom. Um, it is part religious because obviously people wanted to have something on their side when they were going out in ancient times onto their boats, small boats, um, and risking life and limb trying to fish. Not everybody came back and through the 19th century when we developed a bigger form of smack, a skillinger, you'll, you'll see today that there's the boat that I'll be on is a skillinger called Pioneer. That is now the world's only remaining skillinger. Uh, here in Brightening Sea we used to have hundreds of them and they were invented to be a larger version of the small coastal smack so as we could go further afield and get other people's oysters, whether they liked it or not sort of thing, uh, <laughs> and bring them back here. And there was no point travelling all that distance if you didn't have a bigger vessel to do it. But it was still an open vessel and therefore if you had a big storm and you lost whole families so it was a real uh, problem of trying to survive at all so yes you needed and in those ways people thought we need God's hand on our side so you bless the water to keep the boat safe you bless the water to keep the people safe you bless the water to make sure you get fish to keep you going you bless the water most importantly in Brighton Sea for your oysters and that they keep going indefinitely but there is a second half to it and that second half is about maintaining Brightening Sea Creek. And this is where you're looking at a beating of the bounds or beating of the boundaries. And again, just as the blessing is an ancient thing, so the beating of the boundaries is an ancient thing. What you're doing is saying, this is ours, this is our bit. Um, Colchester was made into a borough by uh, Richard I. And the fisheries originally were right round the borough tightly in the same way that everything else around the borough was. But understandably, as time went on, the borough grew in size and the poor people, remember oysters were things for poor people originally in, in quantities, they needed more food. So of course they put more pressure on uh, Brightling Sea and other places around the coal to provide there and nowhere else. Um, and eventually Colchester annexed all of the other waters that the side shoots off of the uh, Colne Estuary and most of the Colne Estuary, um, except Brightling Sea Creek. And we were only able to hang on to it, A, because the fishermen of Brightling Sea were a bolshie lot, because after all we were part of the sink ports, um, but also our Lord of the Manor was quite a strong character, which was good as well. But most importantly, the Lord Warden of the sink points at a critical time was... Uh, the man who later became James II. And he took it very seriously because here in Brightling Sea Creek, he had his own personal layings along with Brightling Sea's men who had their oyster layings as well. And so when Colchester threatened Brightling Sea Creek, he threatened his own, uh, uh, sort of Colchester was threatening the, the own personal belongings of the crown of the man who would become James II. And so James II very sensibly said, you do that and I'll take the whole of the coal. And after that point, Colchester changed its mind. Um, but it was, it was really quite a hairy period. But I'm delighted to say for the last 200 years, Brightling Sea and Colchester have been great buddies, great friends. It's all worked out very well. We've, there was an organisation set up, so as the um, fishermen were able to work properly with each other. And you can see how well it works because today we have the new mayor of the new city of Colchester here. Um, and we also have the Bishop of Colchester here. Although, of course, the Bishop is just as much our Bishop as of Colchester. He covers an area.
I can see lots of other robes and regalia uh, because there's there's quite a few mayors and mayoresses that have uh, come out for this event from quite some distance away. Absolutely. Because we are a sink port and the only sink port north of the Thames um, and we've had that backing of the Lord Warden protecting our waters here, it is nice that that tradition continues and that the mayors of various sink ports come up from Kent and Sussex to be here to add their support for looking after our creek and and yes i don't think cultures is actually going to come in and pinch it now but it's nice to keep those customs to remind ourselves how people in the past fought to keep their livelihoods and how they looked after their water and it just reminds us of our history and because the sink ports are so much about history i'm delighted that many of the sink port mayors come all the way from down there to join us here but also we have essex coastal mayors and the coastal mayors that uh, take part like the mayor of Morden, for example um, and Lord West Mersey, um, up and down here, um, are ones like Brightling Sea, which are coastal and historically fishing. So there are fellow ports in Essex. So our fellow ports in the Sink Ports and our fellow ports in Essex. And it comes together and people remember. And it's a good way of remembering our past and making it alive now. Very much alive. Brightling Sea, very, very busy today. You're a busy man as well, Roger. So um, there's going to be a procession in just a moment after you've given a speech on the steps of the church and then uh, everybody makes their way onto vessels for the din. I'll explain that a little bit later on in the episode. But, Roger, thank you very much for joining me. We'll catch you up later uh, when you return. Brilliant. Blessing and Reclaiming of the Waters, the 4th of June, 2023. In this place, and in this the first year of the reign of King Charles III. Oh yay! Oh yay! Oh yay! On this a Sunday near to Ascension Day, in the year 2023, that is tide appropriate, and after our heritage boats have returned to the water for the season, as the Lord Warden of the Sink Ports Droit Gatherer for Brightling Sea, acting today for the town crier, in this the ancient Sink Port Liberty of Brightling Sea, I call upon all to gather and witness Brightling Sea's blessing and reclaiming of the waters. The annual service of blessing of the waters has taken place at the Hard in Brightling Sea for hundreds of years from time to which memory runneth not. It is an ancient tradition of beating of the bounds on land and water. On land we will a going in procession from this place to the hard, where we will again hold the service of blessing. This day, our historic fishing smacks will again beat the bounds of Borfleet, now called Brightling Sea Creek and mark our site of West Ness. They will venture from the hard to Bateman's Tower. Oh yay! Oh yay! Oh yay! My lords, ladies and gentlemen, I now call upon the processionaries to assemble outside of this church of St. James. So the procession has lined up outside the church of St. James here in Brightlingsea and it's about to make its way through the town to Brightlingsea Hard. It's the 
breeze is picking up, the capes and gowns of all the dignitaries in the procession are fluttering in the breeze. They're about to uh, take the position. The deputy warden of the sink port, who we've just been hearing there, Roger Tabor, takes his position at the front of the procession, in front of some sea cadets and a bagpiper, who will play the music to accompany the procession through Brightling Sea. Hooray! By the left! Quick march! Procession has arrived at Brightling Sea Hard, where a large crowd of spectators have been enjoying some sea shanty music ahead of the actual blessing of the waters, a service that will be led by the Bishop of Colchester. Bless this hard, where from time beyond known ships and boats have landed safely at Brightling Sea. Almighty God, who through the water of baptism has raised us from sin into new life, and by the power of your life-giving Spirit ever cleanses and sanctifies your people. Bless, we pray you this water for the service of your holy church and grant that it may be a sign of the cleansing and refreshment of your grace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. God of boundless love, at the beginning of creation, your spirit hovered over the deep. You called forth every creature and the seas teemed with life. Your son Jesus calmed the Sea of Galilee, brought his disciples to safety, and filled the nets of his disciples. He has given us the rich harvest of salvation. Bless these ships, these people, the equipment, all who sail on these waters, all who would use these ships and equipment, protect them from the dangers of wind and rain and of the perils of the deep. Bring us all to your harbour of light and peace. May the saving power of the Lord guide and protect us all. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And now the Bishop of Colchester comes down to the water's edge. It's high tide here in Brightling Sea to bless the waters. May the saving power of our Lord guide and protect us all. In the name of God the Father, 
the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the blessing of the water has taken place by the Bishop of Colchester and the dignitaries are now making their way uh, down the jetty to board the many boats that have assembled, all with their flags flying. It's just a sea of colour here in Brightlingsea as everybody processes down onto the jetty and then that is when the din is performed and the din is basically a load of noise. That's what uh, we'll be hearing, a lot of noise as the boat sets out to beat the boundaries of Brightling Sea Harbour. Well, the din has taken place. Everybody's uh, returning to the, the hard. Roger, that was quite something, wasn't it? <laughs> I can add to the din. <laughs> you were making quite a racket. Uh, yes. And the point of the din, and again, it's a very ancient... Oh, the gentleman has just passed us there is the mayor of Winchelsea, one of the sink ports that's farthest away. He's come a long way, and, and there just uh, beside us is John Jowers, who's the mayor of Colchester, uh, the right worshipful mayor of Colchester, who is an oyster man himself. So it's wonderful just to be able to mention that to you while he's here. Yes. Because John, from West Mersey, um, and he obviously fished from West Mersey, but he used to do some stuff in Brightling Sea as well. And some of his old machinery linked with his practice of fishing used to be over here on this hard, so he knows it very well. Oh, so. ve- very much, very much yeah, local. Sorry, back to your so, question about yes, the din. Yes, the din. You, you made quite a racket out in the uh, in the water. You could be heard for miles. Well, it's rather nice that John happened to be walking past just at the point where we were raising that, because the, part of the point of the din is so as Colchester can hear it. Well, I think as John actually was there, if he didn't hear it, he must be deaf. <laughs> and the point of uh, when you're beating the bounds or boundaries, we're really what, what we're doing, is as we go up and down the water, it happens both on land, which is why there was a noise as we were setting off, but there's also a noise as we go up and down the water, and particularly when we get to the junction with the Colne um, estuary and the end of this arm of the Colne estuary of uh, Brightening Sea Creek. Which is roughly Bateman's Tower, isn't it? it roughly yeah? Bateman's Tower. It used to be called Boarfleet because it's quite a vigorous river here. And again, that's where the, the din is also made. And the point of the din is historically people would do this in parishes, in manors, at this sort of time of the year, they would walk around their whole area on land. And if you were coastal as we are here, you would, you would go out on the coast. It was just so as your adjacent parishes and manors knew that bit was yours. Um, but because of our history with Colchester, which has been double-edged, <laughs> um, we, we just like to, and, and I'm so pleased Colchester enters into the spirit of it so very, very well indeed. Um, we just like to remind Colchester. So one of the things that happens is the, the Bishop of Colchester very kindly blesses the water at the end. He lays a willow cross um, and the water is blessed as the sea there. Um, and then the deputy of the Sinkport Liberty of Brightling Sea 
raises his fist in the direction of Colchester and basically says, to here and no further shall thou come, which is quite a dramatic sort of thing. And it's, it's about the argument over West Ness. And in, in the charter of Richard I, which, by the way, nobody can find, but nonetheless it was repeated. Uh, each time there was a new monarch, it was repeated and repeated and repeated. So we know that West Ness would have been in it. Um, nobody's quite sure where it was. In reality, the old river of, of the uh, Colne, as it got nearer to Colchester, used to have a big sort of couple of S-bends in, and one of those would have been, because it fits very neatly with the edge of the, uh, the whole of the borough, would have been where the original um, Ness was. And Ness just means nose. It's a Norse word. So when those Vikings came over, that was one of the words they left us with. Well, Brightling Sea has its own Ness, and that's where uh, Bateman's Tower... We, that, that was our West Ness, and that's why we go down and make our din. Because Colchester, as time went on, came further and further and further down, and there was this debate about where the Ness was. <laughs> um, and, and Ness is the word, of course, as in the Nays in Essex. It's, it's the same, same word. So they argued it was uh, where they wanted it, which was further and further and further down. And we said, no, 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 it, you know, no, no further than this bit. This is bit stays with us. So, and it's, it's good. We enter into the spirit of it. We make a huge noise there. And Colchester can hear. I mean, it's only 10 miles away. Oh, we, they, they most certainly would have heard it said. There was loads of boats taking part. How many? Fantastic number. Well, of the main big ones, there was uh, about a dozen. Um, but once you start adding the middle-sized ones on top and then the small ones on top, I guess there was probably a fleet of more than 50 boats there all going round and all making a hell of a din. Oh, I should not say hell of a din well, if you have the bishop. But, <laughs> but a lot of noise. <laughs> a lot of noise and looking resplendent in with all the bunting and the flags out. Uh... And the mayoral outfits as well. I mean, oh. all just what colour. What colour indeed. Something you mentioned about the fact of new monarchs and, and 2023 is very special because this is the first time, of course, under King Charles III, uh, which makes this year even extra special, I suppose. Absolutely it does. And you, you, you will have noticed that uh, at the when I did the declaration at, at uh, St James Steps and also, uh, again, at the hard here, it was a point we made that this is the first year. And yes, it, it's a whole new change. And in the country, obviously, people have different views and uh, things change in inevitably. But one of the great things about having a custom like this, it reminds us of our past and it keeps going. And when a new monarch comes in, it's, it's a reminder that times do change. But with this assertion with what we're doing today, it's showing that whatever the change is, we will carry on and we will make our din and we will still claim our waters here and as uh, the droit gatherer for the Lord Warden of the Sink Ports in Brightlingsea, I will keep my eye on the fish here. <laughs> I'm just so pleased that really I'm an honorary person today rather than the poor person who had to work away and be out there in all cold elements because like today I can just enjoy the nice bits. And how nice it has been. Uh, Roger, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to uh, uh, join me here on Essex by the Seat and thank you for inviting me along. It's a delight, Owen. I'm, I'm so pleased you could make it with your wonderful podcast and uh, we hope to see you back in Brightling Sea again. Look forward to it, Roger. Thank you very much indeed. Should you wish to support the making of Essex by the Sea, you can find out how on my Ko-fi page. And thank you very much to those who have recently made donations. They really are appreciated. So until the next episode, thanks very much for listening.